0: And welcome back to the Lambency Show. This is the weekly anime recap with Mikey. So, of course, we are joined with well, we are joined by Mikey. Mikey, how you doing? I'm not too bad, buddy. I'm not too bad. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I noticed we're going with <laughs> the uh, brown suit today. You know, just yeah, I' all, all brown. I am all brown suit. Let people well, know um... what's up. <laughs> it's not my birthday but I'm pretty sure people don't want to see my birthday soon uh, this this is true this is true <laughs> <laughs> so as always these podcasts are brought to you by the land Show um just a little self plug if you are trying to find some good deals for Black Friday Vex worked on a very nice article uh called Black Friday 2022 the best console deals and you'll see that we have like a whole bunch of things listed here and stuff <laughs> um You know, and we made sure that we just scoured the web for the best deals for you, and even if they weren't something that we had an affiliate link for, we wanted to provide you the most bang for your buck. so there are quite a few things in here that we do not have a link for, but we just want you guys to get the best value you can. Yeah. All right, so, uh, you know, we're going to try to get this podcast going. Uh, We were going to do this about an hour ago, but we have been waiting on Comcast to arrive since they finally realized yeah there's something wrong and the times are from 12 to 2 it is currently 3:10, and they have still not arrived so you know fun yeah. so we're gonna try to if we cut out we know what happens all right so we're gonna start off this episode with i'm the villainous i'm timming the final boss
1: wow what to say about this episode I mean, the comments for this episode on on the Crunchyroll it sa- said it all. So, what we have in this episode is Eileen and the others infiltrate the black market, and let me mute this stream because I can hear myself. There we go. Uh, she meets a sorcerer, Elphus, Levi. When she tries to sneak into the host's room, the final boss of the regalia of Saints, Steam is a maiden's fan disc wishes to meet with claude levi hopes that claude will reconsider the treatment of the levi family that night eileen receives a report that claude is stabbed in his abdomen by someone now you would think by that description this episode would have been fire it would have been great i think i fell asleep watching this one man these <laughs> things, so, these things happen so when we get mid. bored it was so so mid. I'm like I'm scrolling through the comments right here, and it's just like, I, this is just like a filler for like the next anime. I think it comes on before Bleach, mm. and everyone's like, "Oh, Bleach is coming on next anyway." Don't worry, guys, Bleach is next. <laughs> it was just so bad. Um Which is sad because it's usually a great show. So he was hoping it does that next week, but yeah, episode nine was
0: was what we call a flop. <laughs> Like I yeah, just accidentally yeah. clicked the link in that document, so it started playing there. <laughs> um. All right. So moving on, we have the daily life of the immortal king.
1: We do indeed. So daily life of the immortal king, episode nine, oaths on Saint's Day. Uh, it was some kind of like historical festival episode. It was kind of mid. Uh, had a little plot progression, but the animation, as always, is great in this. Chinese animators, especially Billy Billy, seems to know what they're doing a lot of the time uh we had a nice little music segment and the food looked great like genuinely take me to this world for the food um and we saw the mz get like, slightly closer to the love interest oh and we had an archery competition was cool and he, he shot the bow up into the arrow up into the sky and it did like a 360 around the globe and came back it was it was it, that was pretty cool uh but honestly in terms of like story it didn't really progress the plot much Um uh, but it certainly did highlight the skills of our MC as per usual oh and I agree with uh, Rimuru to who commented three days ago Shen Xiao is the second most disrespected character in the show first goes a to Froggy too.
0: I agree, <laughs> agree. Well, it, but, it's, but, it's definitely I, I won't lie it is the anime visual is a little off putting but that's also because they're not Japanese animation but they're not far off you know no they're not like, they still look good, but that would explain why, you know, for those who like the traditional Japanese anime, this may visually look just a tiny bit off-putting, but it's not that far off. Like, if you can get no, past it's, it's, that. Kind it's,
1: it's, of might speak low-key in some, some of the Studio Ghibli kind of styles, you can see. Kind of past kind of that kind of trait. Uh, Billy Billy, bring with us, knows a Chinese animator. Uh, Focus on manoirs, which are Chinese slash Mandarin comics, you'll couple of notable entries are the tower of god um uh, god of high school and the daily life they're walking uh, typically they don't usually get animated either but we've got there's one coming next year actually um one of the on solar leveling solar leveling is also a memoir right. um, oh, we've, got, we've got solar leveling newsletter actually as well all
0: right nice nice so next uh what a lot of people really love to see some MHA,
1: some some good anime this week. I mean, what? Um, yeah, My Hero Guys. It, it, as usual, episode one to one, the League of Villains versus UA students. Oh man, this episode was something else again. You see the the non-MC UA students we said, um, where they finally band together and it's really great to see so what is highlighted especially was A hero slash uh, x mina that ship needs to happen for anyone who doesn't know that's a red riot and pink girl
0: um, you talking about uh Ochako?
1: yeah no wait yes no no not not Ochaco. the pink girl the the
0: one who looks like like kind of like an alien I'm she is so like she's like her the her power head. of like gravity sort of right no,
1: that's Ochako. That
0: is, that is Ochako. That's why okay. okay, like am I'm impressed. Oh, okay. I am talking about
1: Mino Ashido, which is... What's her superhero name? That's, that's all I want to know. Google, why can't you just... Pinky. Oh, her, her, her alias is literally Pinky. Yeah. Um, she's that one who has, like, antenna antennae on her head and she can put, like, some kind of vicious fluid out of her fingertips, mm. um, which kind of, like, gives a protective coating um it's,
0: it's, she, she's quite cool but yeah her and
1: red right her work. quoting ship.
0: and all i'm thinking to myself is ah she comes pre-equipped with her own personal loot <laughs> uh let me see if I can
1: get a picture this, this will give you a good idea uh i'll oh, share my screen show, show, show that in the little corner this will this will give you a little uh, example of exactly what i mean and you're just gonna you're just gonna <laughs> Lam, you're gonna laugh because it shows exactly what you mean you're oh
0: yes you. oh god now i know who you're talking about yeah it does she does come with her own personal lubricant oh god, <laughs> that <is a> sad... <laughs> oh, god. Oh, yeah now i recognize who you're talking about itself yeah she does kind of come with her own lubricant <laughs> she, she quite literally
1: does but yeah she so she throws into um the Basically they're trying to throw these little containers of like sleeping liquid into Gigantomachia's uh, mouth. Um and she's the only one who comes somewhat close. Uh but then she seems to kinda of get like this weird flashback uh where we find out the Gigantomachia was used to be some kind of smaller guy. Um so this crazy giant that he is now, and she has bad history with him apparently. We've seen him change his face as well which was very interesting to see his jaw can kind of become like a visor um and he went like pretty much like shit. but then our boy red riot came in uh saved pinky through one of the liquids in which unfortunately got damaged and then he pulls out from behind him pinky's liquid uh that sounds so wrong that sounds so wrong mm. but yeah he pulls up behind him pulls up pinky's liquid he's just a little it. bit
0: excited yeah
1: and uh we get him, but then we get to the good part, and I'm going through the episode reminding myself for here now but we had, uh, Shigaraki and holy fucking shit, our boy he, he's he gone, like, white eyed now, he's got no pupils left, he's gone crazy, and we learned that the power that he's got from, uh one for all, uh, all for one sorry, all for one, all for, yeah, all for one is the bad guy, yeah, the power he's got from all for one um, it sounds like corrupt his mind and it shows him fighting back. And he fights back and just becomes even more crazy. And we're left on a cliffhanger where he's biting oh, down on yeah. Deku's arm. And we know that if he's able to touch Deku without a razor head, removing removing his perk, he'll take Deku's perfectly. Um, and all we see at the end of the episode is um, Shigaraki manages to get out of his restraints and flicks one of the Deku, deco- uh, one, deco- one of the um, Quirk nullifying bullets at a razor head. Um, it then cuts off and we don't see if it hits him or not. So that is one hell of a clip on there uh, And we'll find out more later in the week. Uh, what day does that come out? That comes up on a Saturday. So yeah, we'll find out in next episode one two two on Saturday. I know what happens there by the manga, but yeah. Yeah, we might see some good shit guys. Some some really
0: good shit. Alright, so moving along, we've got uh Beast Tamer. You you wanna tame my beast? It's, I mean uh... I tame my dragon every day. <laughs> so yeah,
1: this was uh I know this episode was kind of mid since we got the fairies. I kind of guess we just come from a high until Though we did have the uh, traditional beach scene. Ah, the Uh, mandatory beach, uh, the mandatory beach
0: pool, anything kind
1: of swimsuit scene. Should we we add hot springs into this? I think we can add hot springs into this.
0: I feel Um, like I feel like all these animes have to have either a mandatory beach, swimming pool, hot springs, or something along the lines that gets them in their bathing suit scene.
1: Yeah, so basically, anyway, i MC and his party go into this blacksmith shop, uh, realizes that the weapons are all kind of made, blacksmith is a dwarf, and he goes, ha ha, yes, my best works are behind me, in the sheets here. You go, aha, can you make me a weapon? Oh, well, I can not make you a weapon, sir, party. Unfortunately, I need some mithril. Here's a fetch quest for you. And yeah, we go a fetch quest, basically. And we all know how much as RPG players love fetch quests, don't we?
0: Oh, I love it so much that after doing over 500 hours on Sword Art Online on the PS4 and then realizing I lost all my data, I was so eager to go onto the PS5 and do it all over again. I'm being completely sarcastic because I haven't even bothered. I installed it, realized that I lost all my progress, and uninstalled the game. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this all again.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: with you there, buddy. I'm with you there. You know. So. All right. Up next, we got Management of a Novel Alchemist. So, Management of a Novel
1: Alchemist. I have not have much to say about this week, guys. It was a good episode, but... Uh, I don't know. I, it was lacking for me. It was good in general, though. So we had a new business rival up here. She was scheming with the bandits. Things got personal. personal. Sarasa shows his strength. and You know, it's just typical. You know, just... Here's a rival for you. Oh, wait, you're going to beat this rival in one episode because they're doing the wrong. Oh, well, we kind of, you know, put two and two together. The only fun and, per- and great thing about this episode was the person's name was Gree-Dilly. If you put that together, it's Greedily, mm. And uh, it sums up the personality. That, that was a nice little Easter egg that I, I liked. But
0: yeah, other than that, meh. All right, sometimes these things happen. There's got to be lulls. And some animes even the best of them uh moving along we got shinobi no itoki
1: shinobi no itoki yes we had season one episode eight dusk brings a storm where Yumika's death sentence brings turmoil to eager uh, as acting chief itoki's leadership is tested but he is still shook over his mother's imprisonment uh in koga something fearsome his games move now whilst that was a good description Honestly, this episode was literally about 95% talking with no action and no plot development. It was confusing because of this. Especially after the last major cliffhanger we had. It kind of had me, like, scratching my head. Like, so you're telling me these these super gangster ninjas that break into a secure building get the target in 2.2 seconds, and when trying to escape run out like some third-year graders. Like, I just, like, I couldn't fathom this episode, it just it just made me go, what the fuck? So, here's hoping are going episode nine's breath better on Tuesday. Which is next week, Tuesday, just so you guys know, not Tuesday since today.
0: Hmm. Episode episode was today. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, yeah, I've always found that kind of frustrating when they, like, make something that seems like super OP but when you actually sit there and think about the logistics of everything and you look at what they do and you're like wait what, that doesn't make any kind of sense but uh I don't know, maybe we'll figure something out in the next episode uh but now to move on to uh, love flops so yeah, let's actually we've got some weird kind of fairy
1: thing uh, a, uh, the ginger girl asking to see his banana and then realizing, oh wait, that's not your banana. Can apparently, I see your actual I, I, banana?
0: Apparently, I accidentally forgot to tab this one, so go ahead and continue. Well, just, just if you're drinking anything, I suggest you swallow.
1: Because the, epi- the name to this episode is No Balls, No Dick Either. <laughs> I am not joking you. It's No Balls, n- No Dick Either. Dot dot dot. It's hilarious. Uh, so a strange fine object attacks Asahi, uh, but he's saving time by a magical good girl. Unfortunately, this incident is a prelude for a horrible invasion. This anime just did like a 180 on us. And I was like, wait, what? I thought this was like a slice of life and shit, but but no. He loses his clothes quite literally. Everyone wants his dick. Uh, there's an invasion. One of the characters turn into a magical girl. And I'm so confused where we're going with, with Love Flops now, because it's not what I expected at all. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see more.
0: Alright, uh, moving along, we got The Eminence and Shadow. Yes, I am Atomic.
1: It is, uh, so this this is, oh, I love this show. Uh, So, yes, we had Season 1, Episode 7, a fencing tournament. Now, if you guys have seen the trailer, which you would have a numerous times being here on the Lamentys show every week, y'all know what this episode was, where he gets smashed in the arena. Uh, so Sid gets a report from New about powerful cult members lurking in the Royal Capital, too bad he's distracted about the upcoming Fencing Tournament to notice. And yeah, a guy literally gets fucked. But... Wait, you mean like Literally? No, 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 no. No. He does it on purpose. He's got blood capsules and he eats them every time she tries to like hit him.
0: No, I don't think you understand. Like, you said he he literally gets fucked. Oh, haha. Ha. <laughs> I had to make but, sure we were talking about the same thing here, buddy. Okay. I'm like, has this turned into a hentai? No, no. But yeah,
1: where you see like him get hit but then spin around in the Uh he just eats a blood capsule. And then we get invaded by the fake Shadow Garden again. And he takes a sword for the guild that he was fighting, so he becomes a hero. Uh, but yeah, we don't know who this fake Shadow Garden is, or why they're trying to frame the real Shadow Garden. But yeah, we're getting we're getting interesting. I just want some real combat this time. Stop faking like you can't fight. Stop being a background character. Fair give enough. Us, give us more. Give us more.
0: It looks like it seems to be a pattern when they animate this season, where they try to hide their power yeah it's
1: (laughs) kind of frustrating when there's too many of them doing it Hmm.
0: alright so moving along we got reincarnated as a sword yeah uh,
1: episode 7 the horrible lieutenant of the knight's brigade where monsters aren't the only adversaries waiting to challenge Fran but defeating slimy nobles at their own game will take a specialized approach and a certain new skill as you guys can tell by that guys this literally wasn't about fighting this was all about diplomacy and snide and being tactical, tactical, all that jazz. What was it for me? Now I watching this anime for the fucking action. I mean, come on, this this has a gill, this has a sword. I'm not about that <coughs> politician bullcrap. Um, but we got some good plot development. And one thing I will say, Hi if you're pulling it out this season. You're definitely pulling it out this season. <laughs> hmm.
0: All right. Next, we have I'd somehow gotten stronger when I improved my farm related skills. Another character who hides his strength. <laughs> yeah. So, Al,
1: Hall and Ruri must expose. Oh, you do know that I call the
0: main character uh, Farfetch now. Like, that's a new name. Yeah, so Farfetch, Helen, and Ruri must expose Nidus' evil
1: deeds and thwart his plan. However, everything depends on rescuing a hostage imprisoned in, in the castle first. And his leaks finally came out to play again. So quite literally, your nickname has never been more fitting this week. He deal wheels his leaks and <laughs> smashes some faces him with a leak. I mean there's not much more to say about it. He literally whacks people with a leak. Man is man is leak, leak god. God of the leaks. <laughs> yes, god of the leaks.
0: Uh so, yeah, it was quite a fun episode, though. <laughs> right. Uh, next up, we have the anime that you tried to drop after two episodes. Then you realized you were just tired. We got Legend of Mana, the teardrop crystal.
1: Yeah, I almost dropped it again. This show has gotten frustrating. So, episode seven, Diamond. Like, it's beautiful. I mean, the action is top notch, but Square, you need to give us more. You're literally giving us a character who's standing there and doing nothing when they could have at least caught the villain by now. Like, there's so even so many chances to catch a villain. Uh, and yeah, people are hunting them. How about keep- keep it sp- splitting them up? Like, it's- it's- When it's frustrating enough to see how obvious they could have avoided the situations they're in, your story kind of drops off a bit. You haven't even got any reasons for why they can't take alternate routes. You're just making them look dumb. Um, so like, whilst the animation, the action, everything is there, the story is just dropping. And they need to do something to come back. I know we're on episode seven, so with all these animes now, we're at a half point. If anyone doesn't know, uh, this is where you should start dropping anime, and we did drop three this week. We dropped Boshi of the Rock, Immoral Guild, and uh, uh, Arumakan. I noticed, I'm like,
0: this list seems shorter. And then I'm yes. like, where's
1: my Immoral Guild? Yeah, they, they, they just weren't reaching the story points. Like, I'm still gonna watch them off stream, likely, but. I was gonna I just, say
0: I know you're still watching it off screen because boobs
1: yes I'm watching it for, for that kind of content but it hasn't got any story related content for me to be that's worth reviewing But bluntly it's, it's kind of trash story wise
0: alright well I guess we'll see you next week whether or not this gets dropped uh, moving along to something that I heard was En Fuego on fire we got uh, Blue Luck Oh, man, 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 man. Yes, yes,
1: yes. This shit was... Mwah! Chef's uh, So, yes, Blue Lock Episode 7. We turned the game around and got to a tie. Everything rested on the next game, and our favorite redhead finally broke his shackles on his leg, finally broke through his mental restraints of being scared to play football again, and we found out his weapon, and his weapon was speed. And he went from one side of the pitch to the other. And it was great because we saw our MC smell a goal again. Like, his power is to smell a goal. And everyone was like, why have you passed over there? There's no one there. And this guy just comes streaking out of nowhere. And it's fucking amazing. Um, and for anyone who's read the man- manga, uh, I'm on Butchiguri. And oh, God. Yeah, this guy is something else. He's definitely like one of the five the top five players for this team. Um, and then we find out, like, the the guy who betrayed them is trying to betray them again in the next match. And they, the next team, they were like, no, we're not having any of it. That's too boring. So, yeah, that was, it was a hilarious episode.
0: You know, I've got to say, I'm a little bit shocked at how much you've been enjoying this, only strictly because you yourself said you don't like sports, but it's funny, because, like I said, you know, what got me into sports anime was a sport anime of a sport that I would never watch, like, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, Uh, I might casually watch a little bit if I saw, like, a couple people playing. Uh, and I happen to be walking by, but I wouldn't go out of my way to go watch tennis, and Prince of Tennis just brought me into the sports anime genre, and I'm like, oh my god, the shit's off, you know? So I I can't, you know, even though it is shocking in one way that you are enjoying this as much as you are, and another way I can also completely understand, because, you know, I think I was still a teen when Prince of Tennis originally came out, and it just blew me away, you know? Yeah, I know. So, uh, moving along, though, we got uh, the girl of Mikey's dreams, and, and more than a married couple, but not lovers.
1: Oh man! I again, this anime just keeps getting better and better. So this was, it was kind of bittersweet to start with this episode. So this was, uh season 1 when I'm so seven fireworks, but no embrace. So this tell the story about after seeing and Shiori and Jiro together, Natsumi and Sashi try to ascertain Akari's feelings but she's vague on the subject. The girls want to give Akari a decisive moment and come up with a plan for a group date to a fireworks festival of Volvo Minami. So basically her friends are trying to push our female MC into deciding whether she wants to be with her crush or whether she wants to be with Jiro. Um, so Kira actually helps her get ready for this fireworks festival, knowing full well where she's going to etc. They've always known about each other's crushes. And he doesn't uh, show up, show up for her and everything. And she goes out, is looking fabulous, goes out with her friends, meets the other friends, and the other friends obviously told uh, told Minami me me exactly what's going on, exactly they had the plan and everything. And he was down for it. And then all of a sudden, he's got to go into work. Sadly, uh that means that he doesn't turn up. Which kind of she goes, she feels sad, but at the same time, she's relieved. Um and then her friends go off with the other friends of Minami uh, just tell her oh, we'll be back and she sees Minami then in the fireworks festival with Shiori and gets the wrong impression without realising that Shiori and Minami were just cutting through the festival uh, as Min- Shiori was on the way to do the grocery shopping and Minami was on his way to work uh, so she gets the wrong impression there but it was enough to make her go fuck you uh, she starts bursting out in tears and runs all the way home um, rings Jira and was like where are you, where are you, where are you, I'll be there now opens the front door, she's right by the front door and yeah, basically she asks him then to do her, but her waistband that's on the short show up into a bow, uh, like he wanted to do originally and then it ends with them cuddling and watching the fireworks and you can kind of see like with Akari, how her feelings are changing and Jira just does not let go of the past with Shiori uh, and it's kind of torn between the two now. So it's got such good plot development and uh, I agree with the Raidari. Akari has transcended best girl. She has now best wife. And there's, there's so many comments here which are saying this is what makes Sundays the best. This is the best anime on Sundays. Like, it's, yeah. this, this is doing the rounds now, guys. You're missing out if you're not watching this one.
0: Alright, now we're going on to what possibly was the best episode of the week. Uh, Mikey got all hot and bothered about it. Uh, we have Bleach, that was a blood war. Oh, oh, my God. I literally... <laughs> 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 he, tempor- he temporarily changed his name to Ice Wallow Cum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we've got a couple of bits of Bleach today guys So uh, first off for going of the episode Everyone doesn't know Disney Plus and Fizz finally pulled their finger up their asses in the UK and other countries who already <coughs> had this subtitled for Bleach uh, USA you already had it so fuck you um, but episode 1, 2 and 3 is finally on the dub service of uh, Disney Plus we have a couple more countries which Bleach is coming to in subtitle now so that's great news that uh, means you can really start watching it in dub now. Oh, yes. Episode 7, Born in the Dark. You guys remember last week where where our captain of the guard got sliced in fucking half. Oh, boy. Did we have some fucking scenes for you. Now, what was great, so the first opening scene for this episode, guys, we went through um, the old... Um, Goate 13, the old leaders of the Soul Society stuff that's never been seen before in the manga and this is brand new content and shows Shoujiro actually stabbing through um Yuh-Oh, back in the original war, and it shows how ruthless the original Gotei 13 were when they were a band of killers and thugs and mercenaries, not a band of organised individuals um you know, the name Gote 13 and the, the captains, etc. was all just a kind of front really. They were a lot more savage back in the day. Um. It begs the question, like, why is Yuach alive, then, if you got stabbed through? Anyway, cut back to modern day, and I need to get to a scene because I really want to show you guys this scene. Um... There we go. LAM well, swap we'll swap to my screen a second, buddy. Pete I need to show you on this.
0: Yeah, it's not there.
1: Oh shit, give me a second, sorry, maybe, might be. Uh, it won't be with sound, guys, because I'm not gonna you know DMCA shit and stuff. Oh crap, my just. LAM, can you still hear me? Yep. Oh that's right, my piss was kinda of just went. Let me go back to my screen. Share, reshare There we go. Should be up now. Yep, got it. I, I just want you guys to show why. We're all happy this studio d period did this. Just by the single scene by own guys want to show you how cleanly they did the animation of the um Captain Genryu side being sliced in half. Let's just watch this a sec. And um, I I've just got like Common, like the rain and the detail here is, is something else. They put a lot of time into it. And just see the slide in it is so clean. Just look at that. Man, literally. And he stays standing up. He stays standing up. His body stays upright. His other half is been cut off. And he still grips his sword in his hand. And it's like you see right here, his, his sword is still gripped tightly, firmly in his hand. And you are literally just looks for it and he goes, No, fuck that shit. You're not disrespecting me in that way. But his body's still standing. You can stamp on his head all you want. You can chop his hand off. Guy still stood up while you slashed him in half. He didn't crumple. He is still standing right there. And it just shows how goated he is. Um, but there's a couple of scenes I want to show you guys from this. So... We then finally had Ichigo break out of his prison uh, that he was in. We had some, we had all this cool rain effect, which was really great to see. Because remember, I said Yamamoto was all about fire; his Bankai was all about fire. Obviously, as it touched the surface and touched the clouds, it turns to rain. So we have a lot of rain in this episode. Um, we had the who looks like he's about to die, um, about Rukia, Renji, and. Um, we're not sure if he is going to live or not. I mean, I super recommend manga, then you'll know. But the beat up here, here's another i by Watch the rain as it falls all over each go now. It's, he becomes angrier and angrier. He doesn't realize how much soul energy he's given off. The rain can't even touch his clothes at this point. It's evaporating around him. I and mean, it's just Studio Carriot, you can see, they pulled the budget out of this episode. They have with this whole series so far, but they pulled a lot into this. Um. Then we get to the fight with Yuach. And you guys need going to see this, where he goes nuts on Yuach. Just watch the colors and watch his demonic side come out. He hasn't even activated his visor yet. He is just angry right now. Look at those eyes. It's, it's just something else. And yeah, he, he rips into Uach and they have this amazing fight. And we re- we learn that Ichigo has the blood vein, which is a Quincy power. Um, it's not revealed to Ichigo, but Yuach touches on it. He goes, oh wait, you don't know. You, you know nothing about your mother's heritage, and kind of leaves it at that. And Ichigo goes a bit mad, and he's like, what do you mean? Explain to me, tell me. And then we find out that, as Yuach was about to explain to him, Sosuke Aizen, who he met with for all of five minutes, managed to mess with his senses, bearing in mind... Sosuke Aizen was bound from head to toe, had an eye patch on, there couldn't move. Yeah, even being in his presence, man, he managed to mess with this guy's sense of time and of perception, giving him less time in the soul society than he thought, so they had to escape. And we kind of leave it on the cliffhanger of Itiko's sword being oh, I missed it. Itiko's sword being cut in half by um, the lieutenant to Yuach. And you can just see Again, the detail they into it. Like, look at that shit. It's. Oh, I've got no words. This, this is why it was this episode. So yeah, we're left on the cliffhanger to do with his mum. We're left on the cliffhanger to do with, like, what's gonna happen with this sword now. We're left on the cliffhanger. Of why have they retreated? What's going on? and then we got this amazing special closing credits showcasing all of the original gote 13 unseen before graphics unseen before um images we've never seen each of the original gote 13 um drawn they only were like shadows before like literally black silk silhouettes who were basically able to tell their size and weight, and that was about it and here she is everyone's favorite she's literally none of them have got names right now all that we know of but everyone's literally just called a Dommy mommy and that is it so yeah we got a lot of shit this week from Bleach um, to top it all off finally remember how we were talking all through the last few weeks Lam-N-C, about uh, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood and Chainsaw Man and my anime list
0: uh-huh.
1: well this week Bleach overtook Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. On this episode alone, a man should to take top spot again on my anime list. And Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood fans are not happy, and they can't even do anything about it because they got that high rating. That's a win. Well, there you go. That's a fucking dub. So yeah, guys. Yeah, by far the best episode of the week, again. All right. So I wish. I'd I wish I could say that without sounding biased, but it genuinely was.
0: All right, so up next, we got Chainsaw Man. Indeed. So Chainsaw Man this week. Oh boy,
1: again, this this one was also, this one was also interesting. And, uh, you'll have a little bit of a giggle of this one, man. So um, this one's called The Taste of a Kiss. And the first half of the episode is basically Dentshu ripping apart the Eternity Demon. And then they all go up for drinks. And it's basically all about them introducing themselves, the new people, etc. learn a bit more about the fox demon and dreamers they partner with. Makima comes along and she's like, so Denji, who are you about to kiss? And he's literally all about a kiss. And then the girl who prompts him a kiss with the tongue eventually gets drunk enough to kiss him. And we find out she's the kissed everyone around the table. But then she gets a bit of a special kiss. Uh, and I'm not talking about the tongue, but um she literally throws up in his mouth. I kid you not. She threw up in Denji's mouth. And they like animate it and everything with pixels. Like it's it's is I actually almost vomited myself. Um and people are like that is a traumatic experience for you. And it cuts back to him as a kid with Pochita and showing how he was like, huh oh, look those rats eating puke. Uh, You'll never catch me doing that. And then it ends with um, the same girl, Himiko, uh, Himono, taking him back to her her place, not realizing that it was him. And then when she does realize it was him, has clearly fed him alcohol, uh, not water, so he's feeling a bit dizzy. Bear in mind, he's 16. And then explains, like, why you and Aki so obsessed with Makima? And then the episode ends with her simply saying, Wanna do it. So, so this girl literally throws up in his mouth and asks him for sex.
0: Sounds like a keeper to me. <laughs> I don't know what everyone's complaining about. It's always been my dream to have a hot girl puke in my mouth and then ask me this for sex. <laughs> oh my god! That sounds like an absolute keeper. Wipe her up. Thus, you have the keys, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that, mommy. <laughs>
1: moving on to Arknights uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright we got Arknights
1: and uh, to end it on a show one guys so Knights animation preview episode for loyalty it's a great episode uh, they basically sign a contract with a new guy in the new city uh, help the little people who are getting attacked by the I don't know the enemy team's name yet but by them and uh, they prepare for a new invasion and is basically just organizing this deal saying like, well, you need this, well, you guys need this and we don't actually need this, but you guys need this and they basically have to make him realize like, look these guys will kill you all if you don't team up with us and it kind of highlights how you can, in the mobile game, you can get people from different um, companies and uh, how they forge contracts with these other companies yeah, pretty nice little episode I'm sure episode 5 is going to bring a lot more to the table
0: Alright, uh, so moving along, we've got the character versus character this week, which uh, we didn't <laughs> change because I couldn't think of anyone originally, so we switched up to dual wielding, I think it was? Yeah, we do. we changed to dual wielding. Alright, so uh, who do we got here? We have in the
1: red corner, Levi Ackerman from Attack on Titan everyone's basically called Daddy of Attack on Titan. Uh, And in the blue corner, we have Claudia Enfield from a lesser-known anime called... Mikey Forgot. uh, The Asterix Ball. Um, Who is Mommy. Um, So we have a Daddy and Mommy
0: off basically by here. I feel like they should just, you know piss and make up and become, be, and become daddy and mommy. <laughs> like, do we have to do a character versus character? Can't we just have them get together? <laughs> I wish I wish it worked that way, my friend.
1: I wish it worked that way.
0: Although, let's be real and stuff. Those would be some interesting children. be some fucked up children. <laughs> I didn't say they wouldn't be fucked up. I said they'd be interesting. <laughs> so why do you need to take it away, Lamb? This that's, that's, that's your Levi analysis I mean it's just real simple he's known to be the strongest warrior uh, you know in his anime for, and for many good good reasons uh, the way he wields these blades uh, that he owns it's very unique and he uses the same style as he did when he fought with knives before becoming a soldier. Uh, and Levi used to be a notorious thug when living underground as well, so he's honed his craft over the years, and he's always got the perfect cut, it seems, when he's going up against these Titans. He never seems to miss. Uh, but after being recruited by Erwin, Levi quickly became one of the best warriors in the military, and took out a good number of Titans before, uh, the series even began. And he was able to take down Annie with no problem when he he and Mikasa rescued Eren. Uh, even when going against Zeke in his Titan form, Levi, Levi was able to cut him down. So he just has a track record of knowing exactly where to slice and how to get there. Yeah, man's got six, six, six cents for cutting things. I wonder where he got his practice from. NASA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, I,
1: he's
0: I, a... all I gotta ask. Levi is who hurt you? Who hurt you, Levi?
1: Who hurt you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah, he. He's quite
1: interested interesting, if not normal, individual. His cold demeanor. I mean,
0: I wasn't really going for any kind of like special skills, if that makes any sense. No, no, and I, I wasn't either. I just literally
1: went for cool, mm. cool swords. I could think of the coolest swords.
0: <laughs> and uh, if anyone has it, Claudia Enfield has. Oh god! To be I just realized something. If those two ever went out, he could use his, uh, he could use his escape and make a skirt for her. <laughs> <laughs> So,
1: you know how y'all watch some anime sometimes, and uh, there's always that crazy bitch. There's that crazy bitch. Claudia is that crazy bitch without the bitch. Um, which is to say, she's obsessed over our MC, um, and she's great to her friends, but if you're her enemy, you're fucked. Uh, so she wields the Ogre looks named Pandora. Uh, what's made her so crazy is this Ogre Lux causes her to see her death every single time she goes to sleep. Which means she doesn't sleep a whole lot. Um, and as we know Ogre Luxes and this anime tend to come with uh, negative effects. There's the scythe, uh, which turns the character into a vampire. There's the main character's Ogre Lux, which causes chains to restrain him. And then there's this, which makes you see your own death. Be that as it may, she is still strong as fuck. We see her take down some of the highest level people within 0.2 seconds of that. She is secondary. She is ranked two uh, in Sadokan Academy and is the student council president, uh, making her as strong as the other student council presidents. And I believe, actually, no, she's number one now, since since our main character fought. The little girl with the sword. She's number one. Sorry, I did say And I mean, come on, her sword's cool. She's got a turquoise and a, and a pink sword. She, she's she got style. She's got that drip. And I mean. And let's not forget she's got boobs. And I have pantyhose and stockings. Let's mm-hmm. that's, that's not forget that in that picture here. Get that whole <laughs> garter belt look going. <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. This she, she she is she's a little bit psycho. Uh, and we we've it's really cool. Like her eyes as well, will change colour to match the old galaxies as well. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, you definitely should go and watch uh, the Asterix. Or it's um, whew,
0: whew.
1: it's something else. It's sad I didn't we didn't get a season three, yet. Maybe one day if Bleach can do it, why can't me? Um. Now, in a 1v1 between these two, I think Levi would win simply based on experience alone and the environments that they've, they've grown up in. Mm-hmm. She can be as crazy as she wants, and she can be as strong as she wants, and she is strong. She could take some shit, and it wouldn't be easy for him. I'm saying all this and I'm thinking, wait, no, these... I forgot that Claudia is a Genestella, uh... I mean, Levi fights Titans for a living, don't get me wrong, but they literally have magic powers where they can use the... Uh, I think it's called Prana, like the magical stuff in the air, to basically make like a shield around themselves and stuff, so she doesn't have that to her ability. So it won't be easy. I don't think she'd be able to beat him, is why I'm saying that he can beat her. Uh,
0: mm. I just think with that maneuver gear, he might, he might be able to...
1: I'm not sure. it's a tough you know fight.
0: it's gonna be ironic because I chose Levi, but I'm gonna say that it's gonna end up in a draw because I don't think she's gonna land much on him uh, because he's gonna escape. But at the same time, even with the with, even with the gear, here's the thing: uh, she's got that shield. You know, he's got to break through True. a shield in order to strike. So I think the only way one or the other is gonna win. It's going to come down to experience and stealth. Um, they'd have to catch the other by complete surprise. And like her, her
1: there's not
0: much on her abilities. Um,
1: her ogre looks like says Pandora. Uh, oh wait, I forgot this. This might clutch it actually. Uh, Claudia wheels the ogre. I mean this from the official wiki. Claudia wheels the ogre looks Pandora, which allows her to see up to three hundred seconds into the future. Uh, the cost is seeing Nightmare's depicting her own death every time she sleeps. Uh, it never shows her the same death twice by a array of different methods. Uh, she refers to Ogolux's little darling, says it's the worst Ogalux personality wise. So she's also got the um, ability to see 30
0: seconds into the future. The thing is, if I it's don't not, if it's not, if it's not a help. death match, do you think she's going to want to do that and take that risk and watch her death again? You know what I mean? <laughs> This is the thing. I, I don't know how crazy she is to, to do that, because we...
1: I think it's mentioned that she says she's seen her death over 200 times. This so is would so she, she care might... about another another one? <laughs> and yeah. I, it also begs the question, like, it, taking them out of this 1v1 a second, how many, t- how many times... How many different ways can you die to see your death over 200 times? I, 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 I'm I at a loss. And it says she never see the same death twice, so...
0: Well, to be fair, we used to have a show in America called A Thousand Ways to Die, and it was just like the dumbest way people, the dumbest ways people have died. You know, basically you're Darwin Award winners. Oh, that sounds messed up. It was a great show, though, it really was, no lie. I'll have to look into that, I don't think I've heard that before. Oh, it's a great show. some, Some of the ways they die is just hilarious. Others are, like, horrifying, like it's a shame. But some of them, you just, you know, you you see it, and they would, like, kind of, <laughs> they reenact it, you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> they get into the science of everything, like, how how they died doing this, if that makes sense. So, like, for yeah. example, if uh, someone was to die by impalement of something shoved down the throat or something, for example, they would go into depth about how, oh, well, if something gets shoved down here, it causes this to happen in here, and blah, 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 like, um, he, he just had a spike shoved down his throat. We're pretty sure we know how he died. <laughs> we don't need the exact details, but yeah. other times it's like, yeah, we kind of... What? You know what I mean? So... you have yeah. to look it up. I think you like it. Alright, so... Uh, I think we'll I leave it like a, a draw. I, I was no going to say, we'll too. leave it at a draw. So, now we're going to go into our anime highlights... Uh, which, by the way, did I show you the video of uh, one of the highlights I recommended from last week? The B Stars. Yes, I watched on TikTok. So, well. how do you like it? I think it was put together very well. Okay, so I would like to continue doing shit like that. You know what I mean? So. That's fine with me. All right. So, um, so first up with the anime highlights, we have Doctor Stone. So I recently binge watched Doctor Stone, and guys, I got
1: to be honest with you This anime is it tells a dark spot. It really highlights how, when the world ends, there is no good or bad. There's just morals, and morals is all you have left to live by. It tells the story how there's this liquid that uh, this guy with a crazy scientific mind has managed to come up with nitric oxide and something else, and he's able to revive people uh, one by one. Uh, and him and his friend managed to break out the stone through sheer willpower of I think it was uh, well over 3200 years and season one tells us the story of how he goes to make um, other people alive and he makes this one guy alive who's all about only select people should get to live and who are we to choose He's like, well, I only want to revive the young. I don't want to revive the old and corrupt, uh, who brought us ruin and shambles and made hierarchy. Whereas Doctor Stone is about just reviving everyone because everyone has a chance. Everyone sh- deserves a chance equally, no matter what they've done, good or bad. Um, and so they go their separate ways, uh, and that will eventually lead on to season two: the war between the t- between the two of them and. One spoil from then on. Um, But we do find that he finds a village of people and you know they work together and they start making things like they managed to make uh, a permanent A quotation to a cell phone, it's not really a cell phone. Um, And they managed to make all kinds of things, all old Japanese foods, all swords, machinery, etc. Because this guy basically has all scientific knowledge you could ever think of in his brain, he's that smart. And so, it comes down to the wall between strength and science, um, leading us into what will be season three next year. And it's just really interesting, it shows, it's really educational on the scientific side, um, but it really highlights and defines what, what are morals, and what morals should you live by, and, you know, what defines a good person. What defines a good or a bad act, or is it just perception? And it makes it asks big questions, whilst telling a really good and intriguing
0: story. And it's definitely w- worth the watch. All right. So moving along, we got the rising of the Shield Hero, which you finally started to watch. So uh, I
1: finally binged in two days flat.
0: I'd like the highlight Season one in one day,
1: season (laughs) two in another day.
0: Like I left off, I think it was the end of the season two and stuff. uh, Before you know, season three is about to be on the way and stuff. But it was when he finally got his own territory. But I love the fact that you know it shows the corruption. that people can easily experience just by following the crowd uh, and just listen to everything you hear without actually doing any of your own research. We find that there are, uh, you know, of the four heroes that were summoned, you know, most of them don't realize to what extent, and they learn further down the line and stuff that they're wrong about everything. And plus, on top of that, when he gets his first companion in stuff, raphtalia you know she may have been a slave and stuff but she completely changed his outlook on the way this whole thing uh was gonna go for him but I'm gonna let you do your review uh why did you highlight this one
1: again like Dr. Stone I binged it within a couple of days um this anime is I have a tendency to put off pop anime because it usually is overhyped trash okay uh, this wasn't one of them. Season one was flawless. Um, you know, meeting through all the characters, uh, especially Raftalia, but experiencing, you know, how it touches on really sensitive topics like um, false accusations of sexual assault towards men, um, how it touches really on sensitive topics of lies and deceit and manipulation of corrupt religions. Um, and, you know, it highlights a story of four heroes summoned to the world, but this country that has summoned them only leaves in the three heroes, and uh NC happens to be the fourth hero, the shield hero. He gets kind of shunned for a good half to two-thirds of the anime. Um, was loved, however, by demi-humans, and it really goes into depth about, you know, how people will believe the first thing they see without any, um... Roof and he just realised like there's no point in defending myself because no one's gonna believe me. And it takes his actions speak louder than words. And P- P.S. Fuck the Spear Hero. I hate the Spear Hero's character. No matter if he was deceived by a uh, bitch or whore as we call her. We will not use her real name here because uh, she lost the right to that. Um. So yeah, it was it was really deep and riveting. Um, and I was really impressed that you know the creators had the confidence to touch on such dark topics and it was season 1 ending but going towards the end with him having his new territory and having all these friends now and then we went into the slightly more mid season 2 I believe they had like a new voice actor and had some production issues so season 2 was a lot shorter than season 1 hopefully they bring that back with season 3 next year and season 2 wasn't bad it just wasn't as good uh, but I'm gonna get into Spoiler Territory if I go any further. So you guys definitely should watch it. It is worth the watch 100 percent
0: And yeah, enjoy. Alright, next up we got Fairy Tale for the the recommended. Fairy Tale
1: is one of those pog tier shonen anime guys that you know it really got downplayed. Um when it was out, it really got kind of shit on, which it didn't really deserve, because uh, it was a very good show, a very good anime, um, and honestly, I think it was one of the best, if not the best, non-big three show in anime um, back in his day. So, personally, for me retail like a lot if anyone who doesn't know it has that killer oh, ba-da-bom, 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 and you know it has the cool tattoo that every anime fan slash fan in you know uh the, you know air quotations there um tends to have but it is genuinely a good show don't listen to the hate he gets because he doesn't deserve it much like bleacher came back uh not after such a long hiatus but did come back for his final season I don't even think that final season is over yet either um but yeah all in all like I I really do love that story love that anime and I do really love its story and it really does deserve more
0: alright fair enough and last but not least we have recommended Eden's Zero it was
1: basically a, a sequel to fairy tale and, and on like. um it was kind of like a sequel, I should say. It has a lot of references to its predecessor. Um, and you know, it's, it's a very good uh, series. Uh, I can't wait for Season 2. Uh, it's not as good as Fairy Tail, don't get me wrong. But I, I generally enjoyed it. And I think there's going to be more. After Season 2, that is. And I think it would be nice for us to have some more. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely recommend you guys keep your watch because it, it's just as good in terms of, like, action. The story is just a little lackluster in some places.
0: Alright, so moving along, we got the uh, news. Yes, yeah, so let me get that up. Today on Lampency News. Well, that's an interesting title for a manga.
1: We start at the top of the next episode. Let me just check around the same one. I won't allow you to love anyone but me. Are we on the same one? Yep. Yes. So I won't allow you, you to love anyone but me, volume 6. Final volume, light novel, cover. Now this is now as finding on it's spike final novel. I might read it. And uh, yeah, it's a very interesting uh, title, isn't it? hmm And I like the character design. Under that, guys, we have a little... Well, you guys remember that game that came out that I was a bit obsessed with? Uh, what was it called? I think you dumped it, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I played it awesome. on PlayStation a little. I wasn't a big fan of it and stuff. It was okay for me, but I get why people liked it, but it was Genshin Impact.
1: Yeah, so Genshin Impact, and then it had what Ivan was calling the Genshin Impact Killer, uh, another game released that I can't remember the name of for the life of me um was a final fantasy
0: know. uh was it the final fantasy multiplayer uh battle royale that they came out with that they're now closing the servers on because they only did it as a mobile game
1: <laughs> no i'm told. i think you downloaded the game actually on your pc when you got your pc um the one i'm talking about the other game uh yeah, yeah, it was, you downloaded the game on your PC. and I'm sure I said it. Sure I'm sure it was one of the few that you downloaded for your new PC.
0: Well, let's um, find out. I'll go show. I'll go tell you what's on my PC right now. I might be wrong, but, but uh, yeah, have a look. Have so a I look. got Final Fantasy X, uh, Mobius, Final Fantasy, RuneScape, Star Wars: Knights of the uh, Old Republic, uh, Tower of Fantasy. That's it.
1: Power of Fantasy was what was known as the Genshin Impact Killer, which is funny because um, I, haven't I
0: have it downloaded and I've still yet to open it.
1: And it's very Genshin Impacty with with added stuff and uh, a better better process and better game. You know, I enjoyed it. I just uninstalled it because once I dropped off from being like one of the best players, I didn't have it in me to go back. And now we have a new Genshin Impact Killer, ironically enough. Now that Tower of Fantasy has died down a little bit, called Honor of Kings World, which. Honor of Kings has been out in the East for about a year, and they're finally making it global, so that is one I'll be trying out as usual because I'm a sucker.
0: At least she's not a sucker. A oh, sucker, but an honest, but honest one.
1: <laughs> we have an anime scheduled for April 2023 done by animation studio Miliponese, uh called I Got a Cheat Skill in Another World and Became Unrivaled in the Real World Too."
0: Well, that sounds um, interesting. It almost sounds like the reverse of an isekai. It does, and the characters look very well designed. I like them. I mean, I in like one way, out. I guess it would be an isekai because it sounds like he was in another world, but then he somehow got back to his world. <laughs>
1: I think he's going to be able to transport between two worlds, and what I love about this cover is that his weapon is kind of like diagonally based, and you can see half of him's in like a school uniform with one friend, and the other half of him is like in armor with like a red cape with this other friend who is very well designed. Hmm uh i am very excited for that that looks very good all right moving along we uh had a little bit of square enix news called uh where yushinaka has been arrested due to connection to insider trading sensitive info for dragon quest uh, more specifically dragon quest 12 that you probably got whilst at square enix um and there was quite a few leaks to do with DQ12 that Square wasn't happy about, so it seems like they found the culprit. Um, and yeah, he was a video game programmer, uh, he's notable because Sonic the Hedgehog and Fantasy Star Online, uh, and yeah, and arrested for insider trading. So, which it's, is it's ironic
0: insane. because I find it funny how we can arrest uh, businessmen for insider trading, but our politicians get away with it scot free. Oh. Oh, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, which I, which I'm is a, which to me is a, the whole reason why I find it ironic is politicians are worse because they're the ones who set the policies that increase or decrease the value of other things, so they know what's about to happen. <laughs> but it so... is what it is.
1: Yes, so here we go. So a little, little bit of context for, for what happened here, guys. So Square Enix and Balan Wonderworld. Uh, in 2018, Naka joined Square Enix to form a subsidiary developer, Balan Company, which uh, aimed to facilitate collaboration between internal and external staff. Naka described Balan Company as a collective of designers and artists focused on genres outside the norms of Square Enix. The probe remained in business, but with Naka, it's only employee. Balan's company, which was Balan Wonderworld, which was kind of trash, if you ask me. Um, a company which had previously co-developed multiple projects for Nintendo and Mistwalker. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it worked on Sonic the Hedgehog and Dr. Eggman. Uh, when Naka joined next, he considered making social mobile games and was encouraged by Shinji Hashimoto to make action games for the new market. Um, going on, Naka approached, uh, Ohishima and zest about collaboration. It would have been the first collaboration since Sonic Adventure in 1998. Upon its release in 2021, Balan Wonderworld received generally negative reviews. As it showed for anyone who hasn't played it, it is kind of trash. Uh, following the release, Naka announced that he'd no longer uh, be working at Square Enix and said he was considering retirement. On December 2022, 2021, he released a free mobile game, Shot 2048, similar to the games 2048 and Shane Cube. And then all of a sudden, in April 2022, Naka announced that he had sued Square Enix. That, like, just came out of nowhere. Uh, according to Naka, he was removed as the director six months before the release of Battle in Wonderworld, following disagreements over stability. Naka said he had attempted to negotiate to address his concerns, but was ignored. He concluded the screenings and artists did not value games or game fans. And in July, Naka tweeted a photo of the Knights team with Osh teamer's face blacked out. So we'll never know for sure if he was let go, released six months earlier, or if he generally did quit. Uh... But what it does seem is coming up now to November 17th, 2022, is that he had some bitter blood and he was obviously a bit uh, less than happy with Square Enix and wanted to get back at him, which unfortunately got him arrested. Uh, so in November 17th, he was arrested by Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office and charged with violating the Financial Instruments and Exchange Act of 2006. The Public Prosecutor's Office accused him of insider training related to non-public information about a 2020 mobile game, Quest Tact. NACA allegedly bought 10,000 shares as a developer aiming before the information was made public two other uh, former ScreenX employees were also arrested and allegedly bought 162,000 shares between December 2019 and February 2020 for approximately 47.2 million yen so yeah um, don't be bitter as the moral of this story guys the, uh, it's, it's just going to end you up in a, in a bad situation like you should have just let it go like okay you could have just moved on and find a different job or gone into retirement like you said but no you had to had to rustle some of the wrong feathers if you know what I mean and uh, did some naughty acts and you got arrested for it and you know as Lam is right in regards to politicians but rightly so if you're going to be trading information that's sensitive and that is not allowed and you've signed a contract then all you're well within their rights to arrest you Right. so Ah. moving along Moving along, yes. So uh, we have. <laughs> so I was actually, before I go into this one, I went to see my friend last weekend who's also a dad and I said, hey, look, they're making an anime about us. Buddy Daddies anime <laughs> trailer. <laughs> the original anime is scheduled for January 2023 by PA because I'm not sure what it's about, but it made us laugh. Uh, after that, we've got Sound Any Sins, Grudge of Edinburgh, official anime teaser trailer. The movie is coming worldwide on December 20 on Netflix. Uh, we get to see their kid finally. Yeah. Um, and we've got Overflow Season 2 Episode 2 was a wild ride uh, apparently that's an MC anime that I need to watch so if any of you guys have seen it please let me know at me on Twitter because uh, I'd love to know more about it uh, kagu summer Lovers War and kagu love is War the first kiss never ends special panel start presenter an- anime NYC there was Ao Koiga, voice of Kaguya Yuchiro Kuchu, Kik- Kikuchi and Tatsuya Ishiwaka producers and Aka Akasaka author gave a surprise video message. Damn, you try saying that five times fast while well drunk. Aka Akasaka, Aka, I can't even do it two times sober. Yeah. The following that we had, uh, *Kaguya-sama Lovers War*: The First Kiss That Never Ends. United States theatrical release is announced for February 2023 at Anime NYC. Uh, we also had some announcement that Crunchyroll has announced it will release Hell's Paradise 2023 and the Ancient Sprite Spring 2023 and more. 2023 Anime anime NYC. Uh, in relation to this, studio, MAPPA's Hell's Paradise A is in 2023, so it's going to be done by MAPPA, which is, again, becoming bigger and bigger name every second also announced that anime anime c was stored out online for progressive schedule for deep night heads the theaters february 10 uh, on february 2023 and it's one of the 10 most anticipated anime <coughs> after that arise netmarble has released a new trailer and get this this is the first time i heard of this they've released a new trailer for the highly anticipated action rpg mobile game solo leveling arise the game is slated for 2023 release date so we're getting a game. Did and... you just skip one? Did I just skip one? Yeah, news. Th- I did. Sorry, Ton Tonikawa over the Moon: a Few Season Two is in twenty twenty three. Yep, I missed that. Yes, so we're getting a uh, game and an anime for solo leveling starting in next year, which is kind of interesting. Actually, I said mobile. I'm not sure if it's mobile. I didn't say that. I'm kind of kind of assumed it because I doubt they'd make a console game for something that hasn't even released an anime yet. Uh. And last bit of news is Ayakashiki Triangle anime trailer. The anime is scheduled for January 9th, done by Studio Connect.
0: We had, a, we had a fair bit of news to go through there today, Lamb. I see that. All right. Uh, yeah, certainly an interesting week in anime, that's for sure. <sighs> that's for sure. Okay, let me do Up this. Ups and downs of
1: swings and roundabouts.
0: All right, so uh, you got any exciting news to go over? Exciting news? Oh, I had a bunch of uh,
1: JRPGs that I bought for Christmas come in. Uh, I've been playing Live a Live, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is um, a tactical RPG uh, for the Switch. Uh, I've got Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core pre-ordered, obviously, for December. I've been playing Valkyrie Elysium, which has been doing amazing. Uh, I've also got the new Star Ocean game coming, uh, which is meant to be extremely good, as well as Tactics Ogre Reborn. Um, I got a couple of obscure JRPGs as well. I forgot one of them. One of them was for Switch, and the other one was So, yeah, your boys always been spoiled for Christmas, and uh, I'm looking forward to digging my teeth into some JRPGs and giving you guys some JRPG reviews there. Um, other than that you guys can also now find me on the new social pro- platform called Hive um, I'm not sure if Lamacy or Vex have made their way over to Hive yet uh, but it seems that that's, uh, a lot of people are shall we say making backup accounts in case Twitter goes any more south than it's already going mm. so yes you can you can now find me on Hive and um, yeah so any news off of me that's that's about it here you know just slogging along as per usual
0: all right, uh, again, this podcast has been brought to you by the Um where we're constantly striving to improve. Uh, announced on the uh, This Week in Gaming podcast and stuff that we have officially been approved. Well, I, I had mentioned the fact that we were waiting for approval, but we have now officially been approved as a developer on the Google Play Store, which means that I can now make an app for the uh, website itself. So, you know, I'll let you guys know when I have that all up and running, and then you guys will be able to install it onto your phone, you know? Oh, to, okay. Take a piece of the Lamb and show to go. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, so at this point, we're going to go raid out, and I think we're going to go raid Project Ruby, who is currently playing Pokemon Scarlet violet uh we're gonna hit him with a ha- hashtag Lambert'sy show raid uh that being said that's gonna be the end of this podcast we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and until next time you guys enjoy yourself